Mighty Mikey, Tanay Hortuck, and welcome to the panel on RNZ National Monday afternoon. Coming up on the program, China and the Solomon Islands could be signing a treaty, security agreement rather, not a treaty, that opens the door to Chinese troops and naval ships into the Solomon Islands. That just after four. What sort of tourists do we want back in the country as our borders open up? Is it time for somewhat of a rethink of who we would like to see here? No more 20 buck a day backpackers. And the latest in a long-running story, the Chief Ombudsman has found today the Ministry of Culture and Heritage acted unreasonably in its public consultation over the planned Erebus Memorial in Auckland's Parnell Rose Garden. And we check in the Oscars in the second half. The panel is reading an update actually a few minutes ago. Um, it really isn't looking like Power of the Dogs night at all now. Cumberpatch will struggle to beat Will Smith on home turf, so it's down to Jane Campion for director and best film. We will see. And it's called ghosting when you send your CV, you even get a job interview, and you don't hear back. I put this on Facebook yesterday night. I got a lot of comments. Here's one. Jenny says, uh, I don't often hear from an employer. Years ago, I applied for a job. I got my CV sent back with a scratchy. I phoned and said, you may be missing a scratchy. And response was, no, it's for you. Good luck. Never had that again. Uh, so have you had this? Has this happened to you? I'd love to hear from you. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz uh, and you can text us 2101. And if you uh, go looking for a job or you're uh, applying for a job, uh, do you expect to uh, get um, an email back or a phone call back? Our Manahiri this afternoon, Sarah Sparks, who is a writer and communication consultant conserving Kopa Māori equity and human rights issues, also chair of an independent community panel convened by the Department of the Prime Minister and Cabinet to offer a range of perspectives on COVID response issues. Sarah, kia ora. Kia ora. And Scott Campbell, director of Campbell Squared Agency, former political reporter. Scott, great to have you on. Kia ora. Very well. Nice to be back. First up to this. A lawyer in Wellington is on a mission to repeal an outdated law that gave the Wellington City Council a monopoly on the milk market. Wellington City Milk Supply Act of 1919 gives the council the right to buy and sell milk and to issue permits to others. Now, the act is no longer in use and apparently expired in 1993, but it's still on the books. And thanks to a petition by lawyer Tyrone Baruch, it's on the agenda at a council meeting this week. With us is lawyer Tyrone. Uh, by the way, have I pronounced your uh, name right, Tyrone? Oh, look, close enough, Wallace. Um, you know, uh, milk's the agenda and we won't quibble <laughs> over, over the name. <laughs> Tyrone, you've launched a petition on the issue. Tell us in a nutshell, explain to us what this issue is. The Wellington City Milk Supply Act of 1919. Yeah, uh, well, Kia ora Look, I think it's uh, at the object level a case about um, milk regulation, right? Um, and in particular, whether um, it is an offence for people to sell milk without a permit from the council, which the council refuses to provide. But 
at a more meta level, it's really a, a, a matter of ensuring that the statute book is up to date, ensuring that people can understand um, comprehensively the law that, that applies uh, you know, to their, their everyday activities and, and really a reminder that um, you know, local authorities do have uh, you know, a duty of regulatory stewardship. So, Tyrone, did you test this law out to see if it still works? Oh, look, I think... Obviously, there's some degree of, um, you know, personal interest or, or novelty in this, right? Like, I certainly, um, you know, wouldn't have objected if I was granted the permit that I initially applied for. But a very You applied for a permit though. to sell milk. That's right, yeah. And I, my understanding is that if that had been granted, um, and I, I, I suggest that it was unlawful that the permit wasn't considered for, for being granted, but if it had been granted, I would have been the only legal supplier of milk in Wellington. <laughs> Um, which, you know, I, I accept, Wallace, that this, this, this does sound unusual, but, um, Sorry. you know, it, no. it's really no. a matter no. of, of good administrative decision-making practice. I'm just thinking, I'll come to a panellist soon, Jerome, but uh, if there is, what an extraordinary, how did you find out about this, by the way, Wellington City Council Milk Supply Act of 1919? Uh, I think probably uh, a lack of other suitable hobbies. Um <laughs> You know, it's it's it is quite um, quite depressing, but there's just a lot of law out there to read, and and it's it's truly wonderful. You can find some really good content. Can you give us another example of a law uh, that is completely outdated? Yeah, well, I think the interesting thing here, right, is it's it's um, everyone's going to have a different view on what um, an outdated law is. You know, right, of course. Um, the cannabis referendum, we saw this with, um, you know, marriage uh, equality back in 2013. But I think, you know, what is a law that everybody acknowledges um, is, is vague and, and that, you know, really kind of no one would expect it applies to them. And I think the best example I can think of off the top of my head, um, Wallace, is at the place of resort offence in section um, 230-something of the Sound and Supply of Alcohol Act, um, and it says it's an offence for a person to uh, allow their unlicensed premises, so your home or your office, to be used as a place of resort for consuming alcohol, even if everyone brings their own alcohol. And this kind of concept of a place of resort is really ambiguous. It's not defined in that act properly. It's not um, you know, really been the subject of a lot of judicial consideration. And so you see the example where um, down in Ahuriri, um, you've, you've got a, a fairly young guy, I think he went, might have been 18 or 19, being prosecuted uh, for an offence under this, this section, I think actually convicted. Um, and then May last year, Wellington City Council itself, um, with its you know, alcohol regulatory responsibilities, um, you know, hosting a significant party which the Don Post described as being out of control, and um, you know, the mayor comes out and, and says, well, we, we understood it to be legal because no um, alcohol was being sold. And Amazing. so I think that's, that's just a fascinating example of, of uh, you know, a piece of uh, law that, that nobody really kind of would expect uh, to regulate their affairs in that way. But How extraordinary. Time to clean up the, uh, the books. All right, Sarah, let's bring you in. What's your thoughts on this? Well, I I think that it's you're looking at like long term. I agree in terms of a reconciliation of dusty, crusty law that's just not 
relevant and and one piece of legislation is the Property Relationships Act that's 40 years old that needs a tidy up, just saying. But looking at the balance in the in the, in the uh, immediate short term between principles, so tidying it up versus procedural um, implications, because, you know, for the council, they've also got, I was reading the uh, stories around, you know, roading and some of their other pressing issues. So I really hope that this matter is dealt with swiftly as well, but it's just getting that balance right. Right, yes. Uh, Tyrone? Oh, I think that's I think that's right. Um, you know, the reason I I um, put my uh, high court proceedings on hold was because I really wanted to give the council a further opportunity to deal with this in an administratively um, uh, straightforward way. And the problem is, is that the council still seems reasonably minded not to not to do that. Um, I think that it would be a simple matter for a, a simple um, local bill. One, one, one line or one paragraph saying that the act is repealed. Um, but also, uh, you know, there are other even less intensive options. There is the option of putting it in um, the upcoming statutes amendment bill that's, that's currently, I understand, being developed by central government. Um, again, I've put this option to Wellington City Council and, um, you know, there really just does seem to be a resistance to engage with any, um, okay. you know, any uh, mechanism that would see this, this law be repealed. Scott. Yeah, really interesting. I, I guess for me, if, if this is happening in the bureaucratic uh, capital of New Zealand, um, you can only imagine sort of what else is sitting out there on other local authorities across the country. But Tyrone, I'm interested, uh, you just talked there about your high court um, position and, and let's say things don't go to plan and the council drags us out for longer. Like, how long do you take this on and how many other pieces of law would you be prepared to go and uh, talk to them about before making your point? Yeah, look, I, I'd, I'd love to say that I would just keep, uh, you know, fighting this for, uh, you know, as long as I've, I've got steam. But um, I suppose the reality is, is that, um, you know, I, I probably will, uh, you know, capitulate on this if, um, if the council's really determined not to do anything about it. Um, I think, as far as I've, I'm concerned, I've, I've made my point, um, and. You know, uh, if in 50 years' time the Wellington City Milk Supply Act 1919 is still on the books, um, well, you know, it's, it's kind of amusing, right? Quite extraordinary. Um, you could have been on to a winner if you had have got the permit. <laughs> <laughs> the countdowns of the world would have been after you. Peter asks, Peter asks, is the law that allows a man to pee behind the back corner of a horse-drawn carriage still on the books? We don't know. Tyrone, final thought, you might know that. Look, I um, I would love to have uh, an encyclopedic uh, recall of, of all of the law. Uh, there's a few few great Twitter accounts out there that that, that seem to have this, um, but uh, I certainly I certainly don't. Lovely to have you on the program. That is lawyer Tyrone Baruch uh, launching a petition on a particular issue, uh, and it's time now for our regular slot. It's always called I've Been Thinking. Sarah Sparks, take it away. So I've been thinking about how vital and meaningful community consultation is. Now, I must mention there's a disclaimer here. I have been involved in uh, several environmental uh, advocacy projects, one of them being protecting Masahari But in light of the Ombudsman's report today about how the Ministry of Culture and Heritage engaged on the National Erebus Memorial, I just thought that it's very timely to... Uh, share some thoughts reflecting on uh, what's happened about people power versus procedural power. Um, 
and also about the consequences. And I was just thinking, you know, instead of it turning into a very drawn out three-year process of mm. 20,000 pages worth of evidence and 24,000 signatures, um, in the short term, it could have been solved by having more meaningful community consultation and hearing voices. But unfortunately, pro procedures got in the way. The Ombudsman has actually pointed to it in his chronology. And I'm really hoping that there's an opportunity now for mediation to okay. happen so it can be resolved. Yeah, kia ora, Sarah. And of course, we discussed that later on in the programme uh, as <laughs> well, that, uh, that decision. Okay, Scott Campbell, I've been thinking. Yeah, I've been thinking, uh, how do I stop my impulse buying of uh, things off Instagram? Um, over the weekend, I was talking to my partner, and, and I don't know, does anyone else have this problem? Because um, I just seem to have packages that turn up about every, you know, about a month later, and all of a sudden I think, oh, God, an, another LED light that I can change the color on. Um, but it's something I just... Oh, you're not into that, to, are you? Well, no, I wouldn't have thought so, Wallace, but every now and then <laughs> the new package turns up. <laughs> But it's just so easy. And I think in yeah. some ways, um, you know, we're going to talk about cost of living a little bit later on. But, you know, two two clicks basically on one of those ads and, you know, I've done the PayPal and all of a sudden my delivery is on its way and I'm keen for some advice and guidance. And does anyone else have this problem with impulse buying? All right, let's put it out there. Two one zero one. Does anybody else have an issue around the uh, the the, the impulse buying be it on a monday evening be it on a friday afternoon after a, a glass of chardonnay be it uh no because you've got it under control I'd be very interested now uh, i must admit i did look at a uh uh a, a set of candelabra sarah uh that i thought mm, that'll go in the cabinet but i couldn't quite extend to it i didn't have didn't quite have the money um what about you impulse buying I'm pretty boring, actually. I don't, I don't buy a lot other than books, I must oh. say. Books on on Kindle, yeah. that would be it. And music, buying, uh, listening to music and buying on Apple. You're a music fan, aren't you? Music and books are my life and music flowers. And, life. and flowers, lovely. <laughs> You're on the panel. Uh, in Z National, we have Sarah Sparks and uh, Scott Campbell with us this afternoon. And uh, just after four, we talk about... This leaked document revealing that China and the Solomon Islands are close to signing a security agreement. Stay with us because there's a lot to discuss right here on Monday afternoon, 4 to 5, RNZ National.